0: what is going on everybody uh thank you for tuning in to halcyon days the estate sale journey and beyond this is our second episode he's josh i'm george how are you today josh
1: i'm doing good george how you doing
0: i am doing swell just peachy uh peachy yep it's cool having our, our podcast out there now we have it basically every major site that it could be on apple was a pain in the butt to get it on but uh I, I had to create a new Apple ID because it wasn't letting me register like, like with my phone number in our in our halcyon days because I already have an Apple ID with my phone number. So I literally created a Google Voice number to create an Apple ID, right? Nice. And then I did the whole thing, did the the validation, put put a credit card payment in, you know, like whatever, didn't didn't buy anything, but they just wanted that on file. And then I go to submit the podcast, and it said your account is not activated. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, what do why you mean you just, it's not activated? Why don't you just
1: use my phone number since I have an Apple ID?
0: But That's your own. I wanted one literally for us, like our own.
1: Can't we be the same?
0: No, I wanted a separate from our own personal stuff. Listeners, I think you would agree with me on this. Like we want our, our business for our business and our personal for our personal. Anyway, I don't have much use for Apple ID other than my uh, Apple TV subscription. So. I don't I don't have Apple devices. Sorry to be sorry to divide the community, (laughs) but Uh, they're they're um, all the same. They're all the same. Sure. So um, (laughs) but anyway, I ended up calling Apple and talking to three different support people. I, I explained everything. The guy listened to me, and then he was like, uh, it's for podcast, like I said in the very beginning. And I said, yep. And then he was like, I need to transfer you to somebody else. Waited for that. Got to somebody else. Waited for, like, talk to them a little bit. And then um, she couldn't figure out. She asked me to, like, go to the site, whatever, and put in a ticket. And then it, even when I tried to put in a ticket, it, it had an error code. So she's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> First, it was, like, silence after that. And then she's like, let me, let me check with somebody else. And then she transferred me to somebody else. And this guy was cool, and he's like, oh, he's like, basically all you got to do is, is go on to iTunes and then, like, register your account there. And as soon as it's done there, it's going to go through some questions, like, whatever. As soon as it's registered there, it should be fine. So I did that. Did that, that fix it? It did.
1: So yep. how long were you on the phone to figure this all out? How, how much of your time?
0: I would say a solid hour of phone mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. after explaining everything to everybody. And then they're just... I don't know. And the other guy was like, "Oh, yeah." Like, first guy, I don't think he was in America.
1: Yeah, the others, that, that's what the I was gonna ask. Two,
0: the next two were clear. Like, there wasn't yeah. like a barrier for the second two.
1: So that international guy was probably third party and just doesn't know yeah. Apple systems as well. He's just probably working for multiple call centers, so that would make okay, sense that yeah. he didn't know. Huh.
0: Yeah. yeah, it would make sense that their hired help wouldn't know. <laughs> anyway. And, but we are now on Apple, so we're on every major one. You know I'm going to go down the list of what we're on. I'll open it up right here. We are on... You want to share it on screen? You know, no, I don't know how to do that. We are on Spotify, <laughs> Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, this thing called Podcast Index, Listen Notes, and then also Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a site called Deezer. And I could not get it on Pandora or TuneIn. Because there, I go to do it. You, you submit everything, and then at the very end, it says we're going to send you something to this email address. There's no email address there. You click next. Nothing gets sent. It doesn't go anywhere. There's not a There's not a thing for help. I'm like, I'll get sure to that another time. Yeah. So I
1: bet you I can figure it out.
0: I mean, it's fine. But anyway, that's that's the. Uh, the dilemmas that that we go through sometimes, you know, not
1: being on Pandora is going to cripple us.
0: That's going to no, be the thing.
1: It, that, that's going to be the thing. Everyone, yeah. everyone only listens to podcasts on Pandora.
0: Yeah, not true. And by the way, um, we had somebody listen to us from Wichita, Kansas. So that was pretty cool. I saw that on my analytics. So we're basically a national podcast now.
1: <laughs> what, up, what up, Kansas? What that's up? Right.
0: Hopefully, hopefully you. Uh, you hear this for you tune in for episode two and you know, you know that we're talking about you. Cause if you're listening you're in Kansas, it's you. It's,
1: all, it's all <laughs> You You are the one.
0: You are the one. But anyway, to get, to get kind of focused on like, you know, the estate sale stuff that we like to talk about that has nothing to do with people, you know, hearing my stress and complaints about setting up the podcast. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, basically elaborate a little bit more onto like the specifics for why somebody, somebody would want an estate sale. Like why, why would you either want to host it yourself or hire a company or whatever the case is, but the reasons for having an estate sale. So we'll kind of bounce back and forth on these, but reason number one that I think we have had more than anything is downsizing. Yeah. So when you look at downsizing, right, we're talking about, you know, you, you, you could be an empty nester or whatever the case may be. And you, you can just, you just want to go smaller. And uh, so you're talking about, I need to move all of this stuff. I I mean, I can't, I can't move all of this stuff I have and what do I do with it? You know, do I have a yard sale? Do I have whatever? Um, And having an estate sale company come in, look at what you've got, be able to advertise it for you, bring people into the house. It shows a lot more value inside the house than trying to put like your, you know a picture of your your sofa on Facebook and hope somebody gets it, or you know putting it on the side of the road for free before you move probably not your options, you know uh, so you have any thoughts about downsizing?
1: yeah, um let's see our first customer's downsizing our second customer was downsizing. who was our third customer were they downsizing
0: um no that one was for a different reason we'll talk about later
1: right right okay
0: yeah what was the reason? But, uh, loss okay she passed away remember right right um so.
1: yeah everything that like george said obviously like downsizing is, has is probably one of the most common ones especially like uh with the housing market you know people are selling the house because houses are selling for a little bit more um and they just don't want to have to pay mortgage they can move into a small apartment Um, or that they're moving out of state. I think two of our people that we did estate sales were moving out of state, and then one of them was moving, like, far away to be closer to family. Um, So generally when that happens, that's a pretty quick process once you've listed the house. Um, So that's the other thing, right? When you post things online, there's going to be a delay because you have to wait and verify for, like, real people to actually see the post, respond, set up a pickup time. A lot of bots on the internet uh, that want to, you know, send you Cash App or Venmo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, downsizing.
0: It's pretty tight. Uh, and then I would say the uh, the next one, which is very similar, is relocation. You know, so they have like a job relocation or something like that. hmm Very similar details behind that. You know, lifestyle changes. They want to be closer to family. Um, it's not necessarily. Um, a need. It's just you know people leaving yeah. the state for that. They don't want to pack it all up. Don't want to move it all. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's also a time sensitivity, like time sensitive thing there. Especially if you're like you're for looking for a job or your job's relocating you. They generally give you x amount of time to you know pack up and move. So you may not have time to like find the value of everything, or you might be moving out of state, so you like you have to go out there and find an apartment or something in the meantime while you search for a home. So you don't know necessarily what you can and can't take. So you might you know want to get rid of all your things before you move.
0: Yep. And then um, loss of a loved one. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, uh, that can be an overwhelming process when someone passes away.
0: Uh,
1: very emotional. Uh, from the few customers that we've talked to. Uh, sometimes people will wait a year or two even after someone's passed before they even reach out to someone like a company like ours. Um, but it can be a very emotional thing uh, going through you know, your loved one's belongings. Uh, another thing that we found is that they don't really understand the value and what their significant other had, right, you know, just like uh, everyone has value in their items. Um, but the value you have in it is not always going to be the value that someone else sees. So, you know, if you're a guy and you pass away, you might, your wife might think that the things in the garage you had stashed in there is just junk. Um,
0: yeah. But, you know, it tends we to be talked better about better. a little bit, you know, on the last one, but I think it, it helps to kind of bring it back up. Um, I think the other thing is during that time, the family members aren't necessarily mentally capable, yeah. you know, to, to go through that stuff. It's,
1: Everything's if, you, memory. if
0: it's a, yeah. If it's a close loved one, you know, if it's mom or dad, and you grew up in the house, coming back to try to sell that stuff, and you, or just separate. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So, you know, that's that's a one of the the toughest things that we have to do. But you know, we had that for that's the one that you mentioned earlier. We had that. Um, but the nice part about that for us is we kind of get to like learn who those people are. You know, so the the one woman who had passed that we did her house for. I mean, every neighbor that you could imagine came in, right? Like, I mean, the one neighbor came in multiple times. I mean, multiples an understatement. But (laughs) but we learned so much about the woman that lived there, you know. And a quick little story, which we'll probably mention again another time. But if we talk about this sale specifically, but she had how how many different containers for deviled eggs? Like, I, I can't. I mean. It, it's More than you, you could imagine, just just and, a whole bunch of yeah. like Tupperware deviled egg serving plates and stuff. And uh, the the neighbor told us that she didn't like deviled eggs. <laughs> she didn't eat deviled yeah. eggs, yeah.
1: Every but time she made the best party. deviled
0: eggs. She made the best deviled eggs out of all the friends, so everybody loved her deviled eggs. So um, that's pretty cool, you know. Learn things like because it showed us like she's a selfless woman. She doesn't. She did it for other people, and then. Uh, I think they said something to the effect um, she had a hard life, but she lived it well, you know? So like when we, when we yeah. go to this, when we host a sale like that, like we want to, we want to do right by the people, you know? So um, it, again, we, we understand how tough it is. Um, we haven't had the next one I'm going to mention yet, but I can understand some about it. So what are your thoughts on this one, Josh? It's a uh, financial challenges. So think about that if someone if someone has financial challenges and they have to get out of the house
1: yeah so like that's obviously a tough one because it's kind of like the job thing where like they don't necessarily know where they're going or what they'll need but they're in need of like cash right so they might maybe they're moving maybe they have to sell their house because they can't afford to pay it um maybe it's because someone passed away like their spouse or something so it it gets kind of tricky and challenging for the same reasons as the other one whereas like they don't it's an emotional process sometimes
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but they also need the stuff fast so i don't necessarily know how to like put it in words we have like we haven't really dealt with that yet kind of with our fourth sale was kind of like for that reason was cash it was needing to move to assisted living and it was um so that was, like they, that was the
0: hoarder place. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, hoarder for sure. For sure, for sure.
0: Well um, we we actually may have one of these coming up. So the the person who I spoke with last week, that's the main reason why uh her mother needs to get out of the house. She can't afford it anymore. So um you know, those are those are things and obstacles that we'll kind of learn. And, and as we learn about them, we'll be able to share more details about them here, you know, uh, but it's, it's definitely tough. And it's just, just like everything else we do, we, we do it with empathy. You know, we, we do it with an understanding and no judgment on anybody. And, you know, we just try to do our best to, to help people get through whatever the situation is. And then here's another one that we haven't come up with, but we know about it. Um, divorce or separation.
1: Yeah. That's going to be a tricky one. So obviously like whenever there's divorce uh, there's the separation of everything in the house, um, which can be, I mean, estate sales in them themselves can be emotional for the, for the client. Right. There's not really a situation. Like I, I, I think like the one, the, the one and only time that there's going to be like a celebration is when you're selling all your stuff because you're moving to the, your dream location. Right. And you want to start completely fresh, uh, which we did have with our, our second sale. Um, But every other situation is always going to be a struggle, right? Uh, Divorce determining, you know, first you have to figure out what spouse is keeping what, and then you get the leftovers, right? Um, So there's, I think in those situations, there's less to sell. And it's more so like the bigger items.
0: Yeah, unless they're like, sell it all, split it 50-50 between them, and, you know, start fresh. Uh, but yeah. I mean that typically, you know, it's like, I get the TV, I get the couch, you know, kind of thing, you know, so, I get, I get um, the TVs
1: for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll let your wife know that. Yeah, but well, uh, <laughs> She'll
1: probably watch this episode and say that
0: that's fine. Because <laughs> she loves me. Yeah. So that's why she'll <laughs> let you have them in your divorce. <laughs> Yep, yep. That logic. It's always fun to talk about like our own potential divorces. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's always it's always you know on the horizon. You never know. Like,
0: (laughs) well, I know you, so I know that that's true. So, (laughs) is that a short joke? Uh, no. So, another one here is property foreclosure, which I think is the same as financial. You know, it's same thing. Getting get out, getting out of the house fast enough to make sure it's.
1: So foreclosure would be a little bit different because so a foreclosure would be we would be contacted by an institution or by a realtor, who has to get rid of the stuff at that point.
0: If the house, I guess is that would be it, that would be post foreclosure, right? Okay. So I, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just perspective. So I get what you're saying. If if you uh, if you're going through a foreclosure and they're foreclosing on your house and you need to get rid of your stuff, then it's a lot like the other stuff we talked about. But if it's if it's the mortgage company, the bank. Took over the house. Everything's still in it. Then, then, then you can talk about like that. What you just said.
1: Yeah. So if that's the case, those, those, um, potentially have more profit because everything's for sale, right? So everything in the house is for, is up for grabs. Um, you know, you you don't have to argue or debate with the customer the value of the product at that point. The bank wants everything cleared out as fast as possible, so they don't they don't really necessarily care uh what they get out of it as long as it's gone and it co- well, you know whatever costs them the least to get rid of it is, is generally the option that they'll go with
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense all right um this one it says so i have a list in front of me if you're wondering but it says deceased hoarder estate cleanup so i would think it's not necessarily deceased because we've, we've already had a hoarder situation but you know if you have a loved one that is a hoarder And you know they have they have Passed on obviously It would be maybe The most overwhelming thing that you could handle Besides the, the loss Is trying to do something With that you know uh, Especially if in, you didn't in, know
1: about it In advance like if you didn't find out until They passed away um, Which is kind of like the situation that we ran into With our client
0: Even though he that, didn't pass away Right, but I mean, it's he. He had he his his wife passed away in the nineties, and he just continued to hoard and collect. Um, But I mean, we we were fortunate in that it's not a stereotypical hoarder house. You know, we didn't walk into horrific smells, and I mean, it was it was dusty and dirty a lot of places. Some
1: horrific smells.
0: Not really in the house. Like there, I mean, there were odors from like. I mean, I'm gonna like an older man who lived by himself odors, but not not necessarily like dead animals all around the house, you know, things like that, that you hear horror stories of. We're not talking about in the, sh- <coughs> excuse me, in the shed. Josh found a nice dead <laughs> dead animal in the shed, but. Um, mm-hmm. Crushed. Yeah, we don't need to describe it. Our listeners don't really need to hear the details.
1: I think they, but, they need to suffer like how I suffered.
0: It was pretty sufferable. You know, and I appreciate you for being the one who did it (laughs) because yeah, that's something that I I don't think I can handle, you know, (laughs) sidebar, I can handle anything gross from my own family. You know, like you got kids. I don't know if you guys have kids out there, but if you got kids, you pretty much handle the grossest things ever. Right. And then like, I can handle all that with no problem, but outside of my family's grossness, (laughs) I can't handle anything. uh, uh, Huh?
1: It's pretty intolerable for sure.
0: Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's when you would, you would bring a company in. Now, if I don't, I don't know how much of it would be us in that type of situation, because that's more of a clean out situation, right? Like, Somebody come in, you know. If if we were if we were to be talked to about it, you know, we we might consider doing it. But I mean, a typical estate sale company isn't gonna want to come in and just completely clean out a house, you know. So okay.
1: yeah, that would be a different type. Like I mean, that's something that we that our company could do. Um, but it'd be structured a little differently. Like so, if a a, a company or a realtor called us and they needed us to come clean out the house, um, we would probably hire more people. Maybe more of a junk out situation, correct? Or would you still
0: want to hold hold, hold an estate sale? It it would depend on the quality of the stuff. You know, if if there was stuff to sell, then yeah, I would like to do that. You know, at least sell some stuff um, and then junk out the rest. But, you know, it it would be a case-by-case scenario, I think. Um, And then I have... We touched on this. What?
1: It's cool. It'd be nice if I also had this list, but, you know, it's uh,
0: fine. I mean, it's fine. it would be nice. Moving to assisted living, which you, you mentioned, but you want to talk more about that?
1: Um, assisted living is, uh, so in that scenario, you're really limited in what you can take. Um, it's generally like clothes and small knickknacks. Um, so at that point, it's letting the family go through and take what they want first, um, which can be, uh, frustrating thing as an estate sale person. Um, we've we've had it where they've come in after the fact and, and wanted to take more stuff or we found mm-hmm. something and they're like, oh yeah, that's ours. We we need that. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, in, in that type of situation, I don't know if we talked about it in the last podcast or not, but we, we had one estate sale where we had already advertised for the sale and then somebody wanted one of the items that we advertised for mm-hmm. so ultimately in the end if if they wanted it i would have i would have been like take it because we care more about you know if it meant something to them and they missed it you know like it's hard it's hard for me anyway to to be like no you too late like we already agreed on this this is the contract you know it is what it is but in in conversation with we actually had a person who was kind of like a, excuse me, like a go between. So in in that conversation, it was like, Hey, look, if they really want them, they can have them, but just let them know if they just, if it's not something that has sentimental value to them, we would appreciate it if we could still sell them because we advertise for them with them. And we, they're big sellers. And they're they're things that bring people to the estate sale. So we don't want to ever have customers be like, I saw this, do you still have this? And it's the day one and be like, no, we don't have it anymore. Um, and we advertise in so many different places that it would have been, we'll say complicated to get that back and change it. You know? So
1: yeah, we, at that, at the, at the point where they had told us that the posting had already been posted for like a day or two, uh, so we already had customers coming to the sale for those items.
0: Mm-hmm. Specifically. So then, so then
1: what happens there, uh, for, you know, if you're ever going to host an a sale, it's good to like, understand this. Um, they're like, they show up and then those items are no longer available. So what it does is it makes it look like the company either lied, let customers in before the sale, um, or took the items for themselves. Right. And either way, if you're an estate sale company, um, that person probably if they're they're, like finding and and tracking your sales, they know other people. And that's the message they're going to put out, which means less customers are coming to
0: your sales. Oh Yeah. I mean the customers are, are just as important as the client. You know, that that's we talked about that a little bit on the last one, like how important the customer experience is for us. And we've grown a decent customer base because of that. You know, we are we're authentic, we're we're empathetic and and you know, we are we are as genuine as people can be when it comes to telling people what it is, you know. Um, so it's it's one of those things that if you're if you're setting up an estate sale for somebody else if you're thinking about running you know hosting your own estate sale company you have to lock in you know what's going to be there give them time to pick and then set the contract based on what's left you know um give like a final walkthrough and be like this is staying this is staying this is thing like this is for us to sell and be clear about it and then you know if somebody decides to come in and take a couch that was not part of it you know then you decide whether or not you can allow that you know um, and it listen on a professional basis, if it's, if it's in your contract, it's in your contract, you know, they technically have no legal, right. So that's, that's when your empathy and just being a human has to come into play and you have to decide whether or not, you know, you can say no. Yeah,
1: I think it also depends on what stage of like where you're at in your business. Right. So like we, and the first sale, or first couple of sales, we allowed way more um than we would probably allow now, right? Like I feel mm-hmm. like now that we've established ourselves, like if our if our client wanted to like put a dumpster in the driveway during the sale, we would say no. So like you're free to put the dumpster there. That'll that'll breach the contract. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Like that, and that could potentially like if 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 we feel as though it you know impacts impact the business as a result, like we will take that out of like the profit. Right. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, when it's your first couple of sales, you might let things slide because, you know, you need that Google review or you need, you know, you need that sale. Right. Like you need the first couple of sales to get started to get momentum. Um, so you might be less picky. For those type of breaches.
0: I can I'm
1: glad you cards
0: Yes. <laughs> and then uh, this is another one that we haven't come across, but I can I can see that it's something that we may in the future. Um, if someone's like renovating or remodeling, what do you think about that? Um,
1: so that wouldn't really be an estate sale unless they're redoing the entire house and they need to get rid of stuff. But even mm-hmm. then that's going to be mostly like furniture. So for that, I feel like, in our with our business model we would probably try to like sell the items you know via marketplace or online or or we would take that like the furniture somewhere but they're not going to be really getting rid of like the little things like they're not going to be getting rid of like their knickknacks all their pictures you yeah. know items in the bedroom so that one is definitely more of like a less likely scenario that'd be more like I don't, I don't even know how. Like that would probably be more like we would partner with a contractor, and they did call us from like, "Hey, we have this furniture that needs sold. Can you guys sell it for us?"
0: Yeah, I mean they'll they'll be so in a remodel. It's not just going to be furniture. There's going to be like aesthetic pieces that aren't going to match the new, you know, whatever whatever the case is. Like whatever. What's an example vibe of an going for. Piece? What?
1: What's an example of an aesthetic piece?
0: Artwork that no longer fits like the motif of you know whatever they're going for. Um, let's say like, let's say there's a scenario where mom's getting older, son's going to move into the house, take care of the mom until she passes away, you know, and remodels the house for his liking, you know, so there might be like, these are just like specific things, but I mean, just, we don't know what they could be, but in, in that type of thing, you'd be getting rid of most of like the, the stuff that just doesn't fit in anymore. It can be old appliances. It can be old furniture. It can be, you know, old dishes. You know, like there's things that you sell in a, in estate sales. You know, so we we would just like anything else. We'd go in there. We'd walk it. We'd talk to them. We'd evaluate it and see what makes sense. You know, so, but I mean, I wouldn't say no automatically on just hearing, you know, remodeling. And then this one will be um, estate planning. So like if someone is, is planning the distribution of like all their assets uh, or, or they're minimizing like what's at the estate, uh, it's, it's a lot like loss, but you're dealing more with like, with like lawyers, you know? And then, uh, so maybe like the house was in probate or whatever. And then the lawyer has, okay, everything needs to be sold. And then the, the profits are being just, dis- you know, cause maybe that's in the will, you know, like everything needs to be sold. The profits are split among whoever, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Um, uh, where you really don't have any involvement with the family in that, that scenario. And there's not anybody who, who can actually come in and say, I want that, I want that, because according to the will, everything in there needs to be sold, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's something that is done ahead of time by whoever in their will, you know, they set up the estate with their lawyer and in those scenarios, this is what happens. You know, so you can't really have any arguments from any of the any family members or whatever. What do you think about that? Anything to say? Anything so like
1: to the, the the go between would be between us and the lawyer. Hmm. That that would be that'd be great.
0: <laughs> that would be <laughs> ideal for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Anytime you're able to take the emotional response out of the sale, it makes it a cleaner sale. Right, I feel like every time you've had the, the talk about like from like the emotional standpoint or like the value that that the client feels like it's worth is always harder than like when the go-between is between us and like a third party of the family.
0: For sure, because like you said, there's no there's no attachment to it whatsoever. But uh you know I still I like to have the the emotional connection with people. So it's like 50 50 like dude i want to i don't, I don't want to have like uh you can't sell this for anything lower than a thousand dollars on you know a 50 year old couch because they bought it for five thousand. you know what i mean like or, or a 20 yeah. year old couch or whatever like i don't i don't want to i don't want to go through that with people you know because it's just not going to happen you know um but or whatever the scenario might be but i do i do enjoy you know the interaction i do enjoy helping people out and, and having them be like grateful and appreciative, you know, and that kind of thing and, and feeling like, you know, we made their day, you know, like I, I like that part of what we do. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, something like this would be nice and easy (laughs) and quick. (laughs) Good to go. Yeah. But yeah. So that, that's basically the list. Can you think of anything else? Any other reasons anybody would have an estate sale? That we didn't mention. The same world's best boss? Yeah. You Who know, got you that? Some loser.
1: Did I give that you to you? You got me that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> did I really? Did I really? Yeah. World's best okay. boss mug. It's, of course, it's the back is Dunder Mifflin. Oh,
1: uh, does it?
0: Yep. That's I'm glad you did
1: you were never officially my
0: boss. Yes, I was. Definitely was. I don't know if you know the hi- hierarchy, but I definitely was your boss.
1: oh yeah, for like a month and a half.
0: <laughs> okay, you're cute.
1: Um, thank you. I I really <laughs> needed that compliment today. I was yeah. not feeling cute. Now nah, I feel cute. Thanks to your words. Um, I, I can't think of any other specific reason. I, I mean, I think like more, most likely the, like the, when someone has an estate sale, sorry, I just said it over my words and thoughts. Uh, when someone holds an estate sale, it's for multiples of those reasons, right? So like you're running into like spouse A passed away, spouse B needs to move to assisted living or with family members because they can't, mm. their, the house is too big. Uh, they can't. They just can't physically take care of the house anymore. They can't afford the house anymore with, with on the single income. So there's generally like multiples that go into the bucket. That then then you need an estate sale, right? It's it's almost. I think the rarity of like both parents pass away together at the same time. Now you need an estate sale, um, right? Like that's like the like that's not the norm. Uh, it's generally someone one person passes away and they need to downsize, they need to move, they need to sell the house. Um, they need to go to assisted living because now they, they're too old. Or maybe their spouse was already in assisted living and now they need to go to assisted living because they can't afford to take care of the place and you know they're they're unable to take care of it. Rid, like I said before. So sure. I think like that's kind of uh the where, where the difference would be would be like mixing the the specific differences into one bucket.
0: Yeah, we haven't really had that yet. We, we, because the one was downsizing, even though the the woman was healthy and fine and the husband was the one with the issues, they were still downsizing and moving in, you know, with the family. So, but I mean, I can see that, that being a thing because, you know, right now we've had the situation where it's been one person still remaining, you know, whatever the case is um, for, for that type of thing. So, and then, I mean, we had one where it was a single woman who lived with her daughter. We had another one where she was divorced and she lived alone and she passed away, you know. So, I mean, we really haven't had, you know, too much of that other stuff, but I'm sure we will. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, our hoarder house was kind of like a mixture, right? Like his girlfriend had moved Into assisted living, he was he had a fall, wasn't able to take care of himself. But she
0: had had never lived there. No, she'd actually never, no, she didn't. She, I had many conversations with the gentleman. He, she never lived there. She'd been there and she like would stay like some weekends and stuff. And she was never even, um, according to him, never even allowed downstairs. So she had never even seen. De- as, as messy and crazy as the upstairs was, you know what the downstairs was, and she had never even seen it. That's crazy. So, yeah, that's
1: uh, that would be like a red flag for me. It's like, I mean, obviously, like you see that you've seen the upstairs, so you know what's it's, it's going to be the same downstairs. But there's, I would think, there's definitely like scary things down there.
0: Well, he had apparently he had stuff before we were there all over the stairs as well. So, like they're really, she didn't really have access to even get down there. Oh, wow. So the, Like freeing up the stairs didn't happen until he got hurt, you know? So uh, you know, he talked about him getting himself getting hurt, but yeah. So anyway, um, we, we really can dedicate an entire episode to, to that house. So, <clears throat> um, but I will say, so I want to talk a little bit about a, a potential future and just, get the conversation going out there and maybe maybe we'll get somebody to post a comment or something like that and tell us what they think but uh which by the way if you're still listening thanks and uh like and subscribe cuz we should say that in the beginning but we always forget so um I think you meant,
1: I think you were on the verge of saying that and then I interrupted you with like the Pandora thing and the critical miss it's probably your
0: fault I accept that
1: It's always
0: but. my fault <laughs> But uh so the the potential customer that we have we have a we have a potential of doing something. I don't know how many times I'm going to say potential. We could we could possibly do same word a different type of sale, um, and we have to explore whether or not we need to, we would like to do this if if they choose to go that way. So the the mother is the one who needs to leave the house, and she also does not like the idea of having people in the house to shop and walk around and stuff like that, The she, the, the, the one living there does not like that idea. So the conversation that we had was potentially listing items, you know, in, in, in various resources and trying to sell items individually and then coordinating pickup times because we're never going to let, like our client be the one there to to broker that between the customer cuz that's just not professional. So we'd have to coordinate times that either you or I could be there uh and and you know we'd get the same percentage that we would get if we were in the sale, you know. We would just be doing them one at a time. So what do you think about something like that? I'm not a fan. I feel <laughs> like
1: so it, the, the big stuff's easy, right? Like posting furniture online, setting up coordinating time to pick up, like that's is what it is, right? For smaller items, um, if we do like a yard sale format so that people aren't coming into the house, then we lose money there because it's yard sale mentality versus estate sale mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, or then we have to pay, say like they, we don't do yard sale formats, If so we take it somewhere like um, a flea market, right? Then we have to pay... To transport it, right? Like we probably wouldn't use our mm-hmm. own vehicles. We probably like rent a moving truck, depending on what we were taking or, or whatever. Um, a flea market, we
0: go, would, we'd probably do our own vehicles, but unless it's just really big items. But it's a flea market, so.
1: Well, I mean, so like yeah, that. Anyway. That gets tricky because, like, what specific items do we plan to take? right? Like we'd have to figure out like that out. And then we did to like have everything price. Like right now, sometimes like there's just so many items in a house where like, it's make an offer. Yeah. If there's no significant value to it, like we're like make an offer. Um, but if we take it to a flea market, it would have to be done with purpose, right? Like we're taking these 50 items, right? And they all have to be priced in advanced, right? And then there's some negotiating at a, at a flea market, but it, it, it you know, we might come in too high. We might come in too low. It's it's so hard to tell, and then there's paying for the stall. There's you know do we do that multiple times? Whereas a lot of the stuff can be just be sold at the right value within one weekend.
0: Yeah, and the, the thing with that is they have a few months to be out of the house. Well, that's so so like, a customer. That's a different scenario. Uh, but they have a few months to go, and if we had it listed, we'd have. A lot of time to sell whatever we could sell, you know, so big items, things like that potentially could sell you know we'd start at one price and we'd have time to adjust prices you know and, and try to get it sold before you know moving day or whatever, but I don't know, you know, um, I'll be hearing back from her sometime this week or next week, so we'll decide at that point, but uh i I still think you know right now we're in a slow period you know we haven't had anything over the holidays and we're looking for something we've got a couple of potentials but nothing locked in yet so you know this is something we might do oh, just to like, have something yeah you know? so um but that's a tough one
1: yeah i think um like uh, probably like one of the things that we want to invest in is like one of us to get like our auctioneer license and like in, like that's now like then we could host like online auctions right where you could still host the sale inside the house like we'd still have to get more meticulous with pricing and stuff but i mean like it'd be probably easier to do like an online sale
0: mm-hmm. um, you can lot things up that way so you know like if you were to you wouldn't necessarily have to individually price everything. Like if there was like a toolbox, you know don't I mean? right. like just a picture right. of everything in the toolbox and that's one price. Right. Yeah, but, right. But yeah. Like
1: a, yeah a I don't know. I don't,
0: I don't, I don't love auctions because, you know, if you don't put low starting costs and the auction doesn't get a lot of attention, you know, then you're selling a craftsman toolbox for five bucks. You know, that's got all the craftsman tools in there from like 1972. <laughs> Right, like that's,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: That's, that's. A tough I guess
1: like around. that's like the one company, like the one sale we had where they were going to hire an auctioneer company, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's they kind of started everything out like really low, like at a dollar or a penny depending on the item, and then they go from mm-hmm. there, right? So then like you're starting out potentially selling like a TV at a low a low cost, yeah. So I guess that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just we, it's just an option. We we look at it and see if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah
1: for sure for sure
0: but uh we're we're right around 40 minutes right now so uh, I don't really have anything else unless you've got something else
1: um I mean not specifically I mean like we could just talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so how's your day <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, are oh, you wanting to call it? I'm, I, I mean, the, like, I don't want to just bore people. We go through things faster than I think we are going to go through them. So we're feeling this out. Like I said, it's because you talk I mean, too fast. This is the way I talk, man. Like, I can't. I'm a 46 year old man. You want me to learn how to talk differently now?
1: You're only 46.
0: Yeah, I'm only 46.
1: Everyone always thinks you're older for some reason. I've ever, mm-hmm. I don't ever actually like know yeah. your age. I can't so. figure out why. Your age has never mattered to me.
0: Oh uh, yeah, age is just a number. Yeah. Okay. You, I mean, 35? when
1: it comes when, when it comes to our friend, I mean, you're I've never really like thought about like your age. Like it's never like been a factor in our friendship.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has for me. Like you're clearly, clearly way more immature than I am.
1: I'm pretty mature.
0: I'm just kidding. My eyes are tearing up.
1: It's because I told you that you're my friend.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's what it is.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I guess thanks for watching, listening listening wherever you're able to listen to podcasts at. Uh, Like and subscribe for more uh, Halcyon Days, The Estate Sale Journey, and beyond. Uh, We'll check in with you guys next week.
0: All right, peace out.